Welcome to episode one of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in, and to get started today, we want to tell you a little bit about what we are all about. I'm Yvette Brown. I'm co-founder of X-Promos, and I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotion agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. Yeah, that's right. We both worked together at a satellite office of a big corporate agency that was then acquired by an even bigger agency. At the time, I was in account soup, and Yvette was miscast as my account coordinator. Yeah, the reality was I was terrible at timesheets, but excellent with coming up with new ideas. I was totally unaware of corporate politics, and instead, I focused on how cool it was in the world of marketing and advertising that promotional results were measurable, and you could see the actual gains generated by bringing your ideas to life. Yep. Yvette and I worked together on several accounts, so many of the senior executives at our home office commented on how well we worked together. Me with that client-centric drive and Yvette with that flair for creativity. And we quickly realized that we had found something very unique and very special. Some of those senior confidants of ours were 20, even 30 years older than us, and they regularly suggested that we should be the ones to start our own gig. Yeah, speaking of regularly, what I regularly did was butt heads with my boss's boss. I fought for what I thought was right for the clients without even understanding hierarchy or political protocol. Once I was actually arguing with the head of our satellite office, who was my boss's boss, and she started yelling at me. And waiting outside her office at the time was the VP from that big agency that had bought us. As I left, I heard him say to her, I would never have anyone working for me that ever made me react like that. Yeah, as you can see, that wasn't very corporate. I did, however, come from a corporate background and I completely understood how to play the game. But things changed when I came back to work about six weeks after having my second child. And I heard that the president of the company had stated in a team meeting that I was now, quote, marching to the beat of a different drummer. So there I was with a newborn baby and a three-year-old at home. My husband had a stable government job, but it required him to work late many times. So keeping a nine-to-five schedule was really important to my home life. But after that, I was no longer interested in being a part of this organization. So what I did was I backed my corner into a boss, backed my boss into a corner, and I got myself fired. Yeah. That Sherry and I had worked so well together that at that point, really, I was afraid that I would fail if I continued at the agency without her. As an account team, she was good at everything that I wasn't and vice versa. And at the time, doing great work for appreciative clients was all I wanted to do. I remember that after Sherry got herself fired, we went shopping at South Coast Plaza. While we were in the old Robinson's May dress department, we talked about starting our own agency. We talked it through that afternoon, and we decided that day to give it a go. My thought was, what's the worst that can happen? So what? We fail, and we go get a job. Big deal. It's not a career wrecker. Yeah, that's right. Really, for me, the tipping point was I was going to regret not trying. 
I knew in my heart we were a strong team and I was willing to take the jump. I am lucky that I had this amazing husband that fully supported my efforts. Yet I did feel the full weight of needing to succeed while trying to balance my home life as mother and wife with my new entrepreneurial life. And really for me, I just figured how hard could it be? <laughs> yep, that is pretty much what has become our mantra in life. How hard can it be? We did have an ace in a hole, though. We had this great relationship with a client who pledged that he would give us at least some of his work when we got started. So having that safety net really sealed the deal for us. Yeah, that was totally great until he got cold feet and backed out. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty much a huge unexpected punch in the gut really early in our new venture. I was afraid to share that news with my husband. So I just leaned in and started reaching out to all the contacts that I could. Of course, this was way before LinkedIn and even email, believe it or not. We did, however, set up lots of appointments. We pitched our work all over Southern California, and we even pitched a couple of ad agencies on the idea of bringing in us as a team to head up their promotions group. They didn't really get it. And in hindsight, I'm glad none of that worked out. Yeah, me too. Uh, but what did happen around that time is we started working with this lady from Beverly Hills on a license that she owned. We actually brought the license to life. We gave it legs. We produced her first product order and we even found and pitched it to a sales cha channel on her behalf. We definitely over-delivered out of the gate, but in the end, she didn't see it that way and ended up not paying us as described. In short, it was a nightmare. Yeah, fair to say that wasn't really a good fit. And we learned that real quick. But then finally, our biz dev efforts really started paying off. I had reached out to someone that we had worked with at our old agency in the Chicago satellite office. We had she had just moved to L.A. to take a marketing job at Mattel. Yeah, at the time, we were scraping by, to say the very least. That licensing project left us in the red. Setting up our office had maxed out our credit cards, and it was so tight at the time that we routinely just snuck into the nearby Carl's Jr. to get free refills with those old cups for as many days as we could. It was really that bad. I mean, honestly, I remember that uh, we would we would take a cup to the extent where the bottom was about to fall out. And it was like, oh, Sherry, I hate to tell you, but we're going to have to buy a new cup. And that's how it went. Yeah, it went like that for quite a while. And then the day came. We got a phone call from our old colleague, that colleague that was now at Mattel. They had this brand new large doll coming out and it had failed miserably in ad testing. So they wanted to try and do a retail product demo. And they wanted to convince their retailers to let them do it. So we were asked to create a proposal on how to do these events. I was so excited for the opportunity to make this work. I wanted to know all about the doll and what made it special, who was going to buy it. And I really wanted some time to create a killer proposal. Naturally, instead, what I got was a sell sheet and a short deadline. So we jumped in and we came up with the idea that literally changed everything. 
We recommended that Mattel level up the demos to create a pretend baby shower at retail. Since the magic of the doll was in the reveal, we recommended that we replicate that critical action for every attendee. You see, when you bought the doll, you didn't know the gender or hairstyle until you soaked this homecoming gown that it came in in water. The gown would magically dissolve in water and you discovered a birth certificate and a special outfit. So all of the event materials invited parents and their kids to come to this baby shower in the store. At every event, we gave away one doll so that people had an added incentive to come, even though they weren't familiar with the doll. And that's really the power of free, but that's for another chat. We knew in our hearts this was going to work. That's right. So we presented this baby shower concept and we won the contract. This was a huge win and it was a massive financial relief for us both personally and professionally. We didn't know exactly how we were going to execute on this thing we just won because we had thousands of event kits that we had just sold in, but we believed in the idea and we knew we would find a way. Yep. And that was just an early example of our newfound mantra, how hard could it be? We got Mattel to have their Chinese factory send us these massive bolts filled with yards and yards and yards of the special material that they had used to make these dissolving gowns. The next thing we had to do was find someone to sew thousands of little packets with this material. We also made this ring that said love is magic, which was their ad tagline. And we packed that inside each little packet along with a little waterproof insert. So every kid got a $2 coupon or an instant win card inside this dissolving packet that they could dissolve at the event. And Mattel also sent us the giveaway dolls to pack into the kits. Do you happen to remember that, Sherry? (laughs) Remember that? How could we forget it? You mean the day the truck driver pulled up to our office and came in and said, hey, where's the loading dock? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we quite understood how much room the materials for the kit were, were going to take up. But that's where we just dug in. We brought in friends and family, and they painstakingly helped pack out each and every one of these kits. The packets had to be hand counted and we had to seed the instant win winners into each and every kit. We filled the outside halls of our office building with kids and we worked around the clock to get these things out. We had a hard deadline because we had to get it to the field reps who were running the events. It was totally intense, but we didn't want to let our new client down or make our friend look bad after she had entrusted us with this great contract. So we did everything we could and we lived up to our commitment. Yeah, and the the events themselves took place in August. By Christmas of that year, Magic Nursery was the best-selling toy in the entire large doll category. One Walmart store actually sold 80 dolls during a single two-hour event at $40 each in August. This was an unheard of result. In fact, it was so amazing that Walmart not only went on all in on events, but they started their own retailtainment division, 
which encouraged vendors across other categories to create in-store events that went beyond simple demos. And so now the agency was up and running. It was official. We quickly became the go-to reliable agency at Mattel. We were now working with brands like Barbie, Hot Wheels, Disney, Nickelodeon, Polly Pocket, Uno, and on and on. We handled all of the major promotions, including their events, their sweepstakes, their contests, their free premiums, the buy one, get one freeze, all of the holiday multi-branded events. And we continued to do this for over 12 years through Mattel's multiple staff changes and reorgs. They provided us a very reliable revenue stream, and we provided them with reliable execution on ridiculously tight deadlines. During that time, I was able to consistently contribute my share financially for the family. And now this built our confidence as a new business that was going to last and last. In fact, I was so confident in our success that my husband and I decided to have a third child and buy our first home all at the same time just two years after starting our newfound agency. We learned so much early on from that Mattel experience. Most importantly, I think we learned to trust our approach of passionately connecting brands to their target audience and seeing the message through those eyes of the consumer end user. Yeah, and we learn to always do right by the client, even when it's hard. It's been 30 years since we started the business, and now we are sharing those experiences on this podcast to help marketers shortcut the learning curve and generate their own awesome results. So thanks for listening today, and make sure you come back for more.